This morning, fact checker, this is where we debunk misinformation based on real evidence, real facts, set the record straight. Uh, joining us, pleased to have our resident fact checker, Adam Rowe, here in the studio. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Henry. We're going to start with the uh, very tragic situation in the United States, the mass shooting in Atlanta. Mm. Now, officially, it seems like authorities have not... Uh, yet wanting to jump to a conclusion as to determining the exact motive for these killings. Right. But it feels like the vast majority of the public already mm. kind of feels that they know the motive and that motive is racism and it, that right. this was mm. a hate crime against Asians. Mm. Now, uh, there's an alleged social media post claimed to be attributed to the shooter Robert Aaron Long and... Among uh, all the ramblings and writings uh, was certainly a a theme of anti-Chinese sentiment. I guess the question, first of all, with the post in question, is it real? Yeah, well, with all that's going on, I think many people would assume that that post was real because, as you said, many people assume that the the crime itself was motivated by a hate crime and anti-Asian sentiment. But Facebook, where the post was made, says the the post in question was actually fake. Now, a spokesperson of the firm added uh, that the social media giant is removing them from the platform due to violation of policies. We often see a lot of social media networks removing posts uh, of uh, so-called fake news regarding to sensitive cases. Uh, Now, the image of the fake post showed the name Robert Aaron Long as the account holder with statements uh, accusing China of a COVID cover-up and... uh, quote, the greatest evil of all time. Now, another sign that the post was fake was some visual flaws in the post itself. The profile picture of Long, for instance, is slightly off-center. I know it's difficult to show any of these images on radio, but uh, at the bottom of the post, you can see some of the like and face emojis that a lot of people uh, put on there. They actually bleed into each other, so it kind of looks a little bit like a Venn diagram, if you will, if you want to try and imagine it. So um, usually there's round circles to uh, show the emojis emojis but they kind of yeah they overlap with each other which is another sign that the post is fake and it's just screenshots of the post that have been mm. uh, been uh, reported not the actual post itself so uh, but it, apparently it was made and uh, Facebook and Instagram for that matter are kind of blocking any new accounts being made in Robert Aaron Long's name yeah moment. and yeah. and for a lot of Asians like both you and I who've mm. uh, spent time uh, in the US or in the UK yeah. this is somewhat of an unfamiliar position to be in where you have racially motivated crimes or, or extreme discrimination and um, Asians being at the center mm. of it and the controversies of it. But one thing you have repeatedly seen as a pattern, I'm, I'm not sure if you've noticed as well, is that there seems to be a growing sort of knee-jerk reaction among um, people who are white mm. who, who tend to kind of take umbrage at the accusations of racism and yeah. they'll jump to talking about things like, well... Um, calling out racism is actually the real racism (laughs) against us. And what you've seen here with this um, so-called fake post is that it's given ammunition to those folks saying, see, you guys are all just making up all this racist stuff. This is not a problem at all. But one thing we can say for sure is that a fake post does not necessarily absolve the entire situation of being completely free Mm. of racism. And this doesn't necessarily mean that Long is not 
motivated by hate in terms right. of killing all these Asians at these massage parlors. Yeah, well, uh, Long, actually, according to the reports, told police that the attacks were not racially motivated. He claimed to have uh, had a sex addiction and was lashing out what he saw as sources of temptation when he sh- was shooting at these uh, victims in the spas. Now, many believe that could be Long's way of trying to get out of a longer sentence. That's because Georgia, along with 46 uh, uh, other states, last year passed a, a hate crimes law that allows additional penalties to be imposed for certain offences when motivated by a victim's race. So, if Long's motivation is deemed to be a hate crime against Asians, then, of course, he could face additional time on top of the uh, eight counts of murder that he's already facing. So he's making the incel argument, right? Basically, I'm an incel, I I don't have success with women, and I'm frustrated about that, and that's why I lashed out like this. It's it's quite remarkable how um, differently a person like Long is treated by the authorities, and let's say if this was a person of color who was uh, accused of the same thing, because (laughs) if you saw saw the sheriff's briefing, they were talking about, oh, well, he had a really bad day, and he was just... lashing out it. Yeah, I mean, that in itself was a whole, stirred up a whole lot of uh, controversy and uh, even went, uh, sparked anger in Washington as well, right, with a lot of um, ethnic minority lawmakers lashing out at uh, the police investigation on it as well. Right, so if you murder people and you do it because of Um, hate and Mm. whether it's because you are frustrated sexually or because you hate Asian people those are both heinous crimes and certainly he should face the full brunt of of the law in terms of justice being served Uh, but uh, I I think it probably wouldn't go well with the overall Asian community and maybe also uh, people of color who are in solidarity or just Mm. everybody who's against uh, racism discrimination if if that's the path that uh, law enforcement ultimately takes. I mean at the end of the day as you said it is a heinous crime he has become a serial killer at the end of the day he's killed eight women so yeah I mean that in itself is should be life imprisonment in my opinion. You're hearing more and more voices now kind of coming out uh, decrying all of this uh, most recently um, The the popular singer Eric Nam, who is a Korean American, Mm -hmm. also kind of mobilizing sort of the K-pop community as well uh, in in terms of uh, fighting against all of this uh, and uh, the hashtag Stop Asian Hate. uh, Mm -hmm. Certainly uh, should check that out online. Let's turn to our second fact check. Senior prosecutors have decided... not to re-examine the allegations of false testimony being coerced in the bribery case involving former Prime Minister Han Myung-suk. There have been claims that the prosecutors uh, looking into the case, uh, I guess you say were a little biased, maybe Mm. not politically (laughs) neutral. Are, Are those claims warranted? Well, to determine that, we have to look at the the rules relating to the choice of prosecutors looking into these perjury allegations. Now, the prosecution decided to change the person and group in charge of the original pro from the newly appointed Imun Jung uh, to a group of top prosecutors, which eventually dropped the perjury charges. Now, uh, the whole appointment of Imun Jung in itself is a a whole other debate on uh, whether uh, it's a kind of crackdown on the prosecution. Now, the Justice Minister, Park Bam-gyeol, Lashed out at the decision uh, to uh, for the re-examination and ordered a reinvestigation. Now, in the prosecution's rules, the role of the senior prosecution group is to look into matters where opinions may vary on a case. So they're trying to get more opinions on it. Now, this group has the power, of course, as the, uh, any other prosecutor does, the power to indict, request arrest warrants, and also uh, carry out systemic reforms if there needs to be.
speak. Now, the prosecution can also consult with outside experts to make a decision on a case if opinions vary. These experts uh, will often have uh, an extensive experience in uh, judicial systems and uh, prosecution. Now, the decision to bring in senior prosecutors from across the nation is also within the prosecution's rights, which was the case in this case. Uh, And this is seen as a move to ensure neutrality in decision-making as well as have vast opinions from uh, experienced prosecutors. So in the prosecution's uh, stance, they they have been politically neutral because they've brung in all these people of uh, varying opinions and political backgrounds and uh, uh, stances, uh, but that's not really the view of the justice minister. So it's really on which perspective you kind of look at it. So what you are pointing out is that technically following the letter of the the regulations here in terms of uh, the rules governing prosecutors, um, nothing untoward has Mm. happened in terms of the process. Mm. Uh, What people are finding contentious is that Lee Moon-jung, the original prosecutor uh, charged with looking into this, was Mm. abruptly taken out. This is one of the final official acts of Yoon Seok-yeol as prosecutor general. And uh, what other people now find fault with is that the acting prosecutor general, To Nam-gwon, actually inserted himself into the process and and Mm. some people believe wielded his influence to bring about the the, uh, process of these senior prosecutors to come up with the decision to not pursue this any further. Uh, As um, most people know who've been following this case, there is a statute of limitations in effect. And uh, I believe that uh, the D-Day is today. And so we're going to have the Justice Minister Park Bum-gye with a very difficult decision. Right now, because does, you know, going yeah. uh, up against the prosecution is not an easy task, as both Choguk and uh, Chumye very well <laughs> yeah. know. It's, it's not a battle you can easily win. And so this is going to be probably uh, one decision that will come out uh, that will have some repercussions as to whether there's this uh, continuous battle for prosecutorial reform on mm. this front as well, with uh, people wanting to see uh, justice done for mm. uh, what happened to the former prime minister, Han Myung-suk. So it's going to be uh, interesting once that announcement from uh, Justice Minister Park comes out. Mm-hmm. Final story. Again, a big political issue. Um, the LH scandal, as people have been calling it, uh, all these uh, employees of Korea Land and Housing Corporation accused of using insider information to enrich themselves through mm-hmm. land speculation. What kind of punishment should these employees face? Some say um, they might be able to avoid criminal punishment even if they have been found and um, deemed to have been involved in the scandal. Is that true? Well, uh There there are questions surrounding it, and it's all down to kind of legal technicality, if you will. I mean, uh, in order for the employees to be charged, there needs to be sufficient evidence proving that they used insider information to get an edge in land purchases. But some watchers say that actually might be difficult to prove. That's because it's hard to determine whether the employees made an investment with legitimate information or insider information. Now, in order for any charges to be pressed... Uh, There needs to be a fixed criteria on what defines trade secrets or insider information. Now, these LH employees who weren't directly involved with land development plans may may be exempt from punishment because they were seen as... uh, not people directly working with it, so they wouldn't have hands on this kind of insider information as it's being described. Now, the worker being, uh, workers being probed by a government task force is said to have not been involved in development projects for the Hwangmyung and Xiang, the areas at the heart of this uh, land speculation scandal. So it all falls down to how the employees were able to get the information as well as if they were directly involved in the development plans of the areas in question. Right, and so there's one thing about... Uh, Um, criminal liability on this, Mm. Aram. But there's also a question of 
these guys have, um, a lot of these people who are being accused uh, have already pocketed the profits and they might have already spent it. Maybe they've uh, already given it to their you know, younger generations yeah, or have uh, spent the money elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the question then, and for a lot of people, um, would be that illicit profit that mm. has been made, can you get that back? Well, uh, if we look at the, the law, if the, if the bought farmland is not used for farming, then the government has the power to force the sale of the land as cited in the Agricultural Land Act. Now, mm. the government has vowed that any employees involved in the land speculation scandal will be blocked from pocketing illicit profits uh, in the future, at least. Now, it's currently looking into ways to block future profits from land development speculators uh, because of this scandal. And this includes restricting compensation received upon expropriation of land. So, if... If the land is expropriated by the government, then they are, the landowners are subject to some sort of compensation, but the government is looking to block that from happening mm. in the case of these LH employees. So, yes, some might have pro- uh, pocketed profits already, but what the government is trying to do is there's kind of a, some legal difficulties in trying to get that profit back, so they're trying to block any future profits that could be made because of the, the price hike of the land. Yeah, and there, are, there is some legislation already pending uh, on that front too mm. to address some of these issues and close uh, what uh, people feel are some of the loopholes in here. And there's a wider call to really kind of have a more comprehensive look into this. So mm. they're not just looking into the employees of LH who have been uh, found mm. to have been involved in this uh, illicit mm. land search, uh, purchase and the insider information, but it does feel like that use of insider information has permeated throughout sort of yeah. varying uh, levels and departments of the government right. and um, a call for maybe a comprehensive probe into all high-ranking officials, including yeah. National Assembly lawmakers and mm. some even saying uh, maybe uh, senior officials of the Blue House as well. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a hot potato. And if you it look is. at the polls and, and the reason why the opposition seems to have uh, some uh, momentum right now, it's mm. probably largely attributed to this LH uh, issue. Just before the Seoul and Busan mayoral elections as well. I mean, perfect yeah. timing for the opposition yeah. anyway. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's uh, probably not a very, very... Uh, uh, I, I guess, comfortable moment right now for uh, the supporters of the ruling party and, and supporters of the government uh, with all of this looming out. Of course, the intense uh, media coverage that has uh, followed suit uh, in regards to LH. All right, Adam, as always, thank you very much for joining us. Appreciate it. We will talk to you again soon. See you next week. This Morning with Henry Shin on TBS EFM.